so we're back, right? Are we? Dun 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 dun. Can you see the sky out there? Did it fall overnight, or uh, is it light? I, I do see some light. It's gray and rainy, but God, goddamn chicken little fucking running around all over the place. I'm dropping f bombs on a Sunday morning. Ay ay ay. Well, season four, episode nine of Coog Talk with Sutra and Hawk, and uh, Professor Sutra from Tuscaloosa is joining us today. <laughs> on the, on the, I don't even know where to begin <laughs> on the on the morning after. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, what a what 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 a night. So um, so we we it, talked and texted a little <laughs> bit a little bit off. But why don't we, why don't we start with just which is kind of the 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 lead up and um, yeah. And so I'll, you know, give, give, you know, my, my side really quickly. And then, and, and I know that you had, had kind of a similar reaction and experience, but, um, you know, I, I've been, I was skittish about aspects of this game all week. Um, just because I knew how talented that UCLA was. Um, and, you know, we've talked about, concerns about aspects of of our team and personnel and all that kind of stuff but i um i was out on um friday got back to be able to see the second half of the usc utah game Mm -hmm. and um and i was really um i was really impressed with usc and um and there was a lot of Impressed Top, with um, well, impressed with um, size and speed or coaching size and speed. Yeah. yeah, I mean they, they they look to me like an SEC team, and you know, yeah. really seeing about you know the extent to which it is that they have you know just so many guys that kind of you know the athletically, physically fit the mold of like the you know classic you know all American high school all Americans looking like they're soon to be college all American type things, and yeah. Um, and uh, and then there was a lot of talk on um, Twitter about um, about you know Utah being overhyped and see that, you know all the hype about them was wrong. When actually, I watched them and I thought to myself, "Man, they're pretty good." And you know, they're the two really really good football teams, and you know, USC certainly is is a is a head scratcher in terms of, you know, losing to BYU in one week and then, you know, taking care of business against what I continue to think is a really good Utah team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the first thing of, of feeling like as a general fan base that we were getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, and then yesterday, um, and this is Sunday morning we're talking, by the way. Right. And so then yesterday, which is it was Saturday, um, I'm watching I'm watching the the Washington um, BYU game, um, which you know then fed into the the Stanford Oregon game, mm-hmm. um, which, which fed then into. fed fed <laughs> yeah. into the the Notre Dame Georgia game, yeah. and um, and so we we were we were texting 
um, during the Washington game and just remarking about how great Jacob Eason looked. Um, and, um, and, 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 and I, I was talking with little suture about, um, you know, what a fantastic win that, uh, that, you know, it was 49 to 17 or something 45, to that 19, effect, but yeah. 45, 19, but it was like, one of those types of things, you know, at BYU who's, who's been playing pretty well against some really good competition. I was, I was saying, you know, that's really, a, that's a heck of a win. Yeah. And, you know, then I watch Oregon that hasn't, you know, allowed a touchdown in forever and then got into the Georgia Notre Dame thing and was, um, was really, really impressed with, uh, with, with Notre Dame, um, who I had, you know, kind of poo pooed. And, uh, sure. and so, um, as did so I. I, same thing. So, so I, so I told little Sutra, um, at about, and this was, this was, this was at four, um, um, central time was the first time that I, that, that I said to him, I, I don't have a good feeling about tonight. Um, and by the time that six or seven rolled around, or maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was closer, closer to eight. And we were watching, um, we were watching Georgia and Notre Dame. And I, I looked at him and I said, you know, I, there, 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 there's a, there's a part of me because of the fact that it's going to be an anthracite out that it's going to mm-hmm. be so loud that, uh, and because of the fact that I really believe in our offense, that I, there's a part of me that feels like it's outlandish to say that I think that we're going to lose tonight. Um, but I got a really bad feeling about tonight. And on top of that, I've seen enough football today, um, to be able to indicate to me that we don't pass the eye test. Um, I said, I, th- I think that we're like good enough offensively, but when I'm looking at the athletes that I'm seeing on the field for these other teams, when I'm looking at their speed, when I'm looking at their scheme, um, I, I don't think that we, I don't think we measure up. Yeah. And, um, so we'll stop there before. So that was, that was the buildup. So, so go ahead. No, I, and I was just, just to, um, I mean, I, I remember from what you said earlier in the week, you did think that this game was going to be close for about three quarters, if yeah. you remember what you said. And then we'd pull away with it. And, and we were going to win, but I don't – I don't even, I did, I did not um, – I don't think I thought we would cover. I think – I said we'd win like 38-21 or something. Like we'd win, but it would be tight and there would be, you know, some tack on late. Yeah, but, I, I, I said 31-24 going into the fourth, and we'd win 45-24. Right, that's exactly right, right. Yeah. So you were right. You know, it wasn't like this is going to be, let's go hang 70 on some, some hapless clown of a program. The, um, the striking thing to me, though, I mean, I'm, to echo some of what you said, I mean, the Friday night experience of watching USC, and I don't know, maybe it's the camera angle that they have for games at LA where it's, it seems like it's closer or whatever, but it's lower. Like, yeah. Those guys are monsters. Some of those defensive linemen that are like redshirt freshmen playing for USC and their skill position guys. I mean, I, I it was eye opening to see how, how fast, how strong, how physical that game was that th- they were hitting the hell out of each other. And on both sides, Utah's got some some ballers too. I mean, yeah, they got they some do. dogs on defense on the on that defensive line, um, and, and, and they can and, hit. 
and their offensive line is 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 big and mean too. I mean, yeah, and and yeah. you know, everyone was saying, oh, they're done when when Moss went out. Well, Moss only had like what twenty or thirty yards or something. They still ran for almost two hundred and sixty yards yeah. against USC. Yeah, that's not easy. That's no. not overrated. Now Huntley, I'm not scared of. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm scared of everybody right now. But <laughs> <laughs> to back that off, um, yeah. Huntley looks the same to me as he did. I mentioned this to you. Huntley looks like the same guy he did a couple of years ago. Kind of a little bit flashy, locks on, not all that dynamic of a passer. Can break your heart with his legs, but I don't know. I wasn't that like he doesn't look elite, elite to me. He looks good, maybe can beat you, um, but up and down. Anyway. We'll get to Utah in a second, but um, no, that was an eye opener for me. The what really opened my eyes though too was the Cal game, and I've I okay to I do not like Cal. I don't like um, I haven't liked them for a long time, and I, I love them when they beat Washington, of course. Um, we we, I, we 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 have a proud Cal hating tradition at the WSU football blog. Yeah, we've hated we've we've hated Cal for a long time. Yeah, I always thought they were like super arrogant as a fan base and they hadn't earned anything, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, I'm yeah. sure they don't really like us either. They probably think we're a bunch of, you know, hicks from the sticks who haven't earned anything either, even though we've won the most games in the Pac 12 since 2015. I don't know if you know. And that. we've been to the Rose Bowl, blah, blah, blah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, I, but I, but I, I, I fall into the trap of taking a position emotionally and then trying to look for reasons why to back up that emotional hot take. And I, I did lo- not think. I, I, I love doing that. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what fans do. It's, you know, we're cheering for laundry, the Jerry Seinfeld line. You're, you're cheering for the, for the Jersey. Um, but you're also, you know, football makes people very irrational, especially college football, where it's, it's, it feels 10 times more personal than the professional level, because it's like, they're playing for your, they're playing for your school. It's not so much your city, but anyway, I look for reasons to think Cal's not very good. And I, I had memories of Cal last year and it wasn't impressed with them, but I was very impressed with the way they looked as far as the eye test goes. And I looked at them against an SEC defense and I saw Garbers play very well. And I looked at their, their size and their speed and they looked good against Washington defensively. And I was, I had a chill coming out of that, Cal game thinking, I don't know how we're going to beat those guys on the road. I mean, that, that started it off for me. I mean, the USC thing, of course, watching and, and Utah, watching how impressed I was with them. But I wanted to throw Cal in there, too, and give them a, a hat tip. that They're 4-0, and they're leading the North, and they've already won in Seattle. They're, they're the only undefeated team left in the, in the conference. So That's hat it. Tip. Yeah. yeah, a total hat tip. They earned it. Yeah. And they went on the road at a 9 a.m. game, and I totally doubted them, and they, they proved me completely wrong. And, and, you know, they're popping champagne with John Wilner, I'm sure. But good on them, I guess. But um, no, and as the day washed on, you know, I, I, I do have to say, I do sometimes fall into the trap when we don't play or we have a bye week, especially where I watch everybody else and think, oh, my God, everyone is so good. <laughs> and we're out of sight, out of mind. And I, I fall into, oh, we're not going to beat anybody. <laughs> we're not that good. We don't look like these teams. And then I see us play and I think, oh, we're fine. And that's exactly what happened when it was 49-17. We're fine. We are, we are killing these guys. It's early, early third, what, two possessions into the third quarter. It's 49-17. And, and UCLA really in the first half did nothing offensively. They had a short field off the interception or a shorter field off the interception. And they had the, the return. And they had a field goal. And that's it. And we were waltzing up and down the field um, from the second quarter into the third quarter. That 49-17, that game's over. 
uh, in the third quarter at home and anthracite and the whole, you know, all the, all the little reasons that, that should stack up. And um, I, I felt considerably better when it was 49.17. And then, um, yeah, it went off the rails. The, uh, the um, where, and I'll be completely honest, you know, I, once again, I put my phone down. I didn't text you one time during the game. I didn't right. answer any texts. Twitter notifications are blowing up because Huddy's, dutifully manning the uh, the wazoo football blog account doing a great job as as he can um but i gave up on the when it was 49 38 when ucla what was it i think they had i can't remember what the score was there was a they scored to make it 49 38 that was that was the that was the one play 94 that's the 94 yarder, yarder yes yeah. at the end of the third quarter and I, at that time, I said, I'm turning this game off. I turned off the TV. I, I got into bed with my iPad and I said, I'm going to watch the rest of this thing. Cause it's just, it was getting too, I was getting too emotional about it. And I said, I'm going to watch this between the ESPN Gamecast and Twitter. And I'm going to just ride it out from here. I, I'm sure we're still going to win. You know, they'll, they'll, it's going to get, it's getting hairy here, getting dicey, but yeah, we'll make it, we'll score a couple more times probably. And, and we'll, we'll end up getting a couple stops and that'll be it. And we'll win and I'll go to bed and that'll be it. But, um, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So the fourth quarter happens and, um, yeah, so I, that's, that's what, uh, I, I'm all over the place right now still because of what happened last night, but, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just kind of, I'm shocked. I'm shocked it went that way, um, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um, I l- let's just. I just start. said a lot. Sorry. No, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It's good. Let's just start with uh, um, with the one because um, you know I, I I have my you know day after overreactions maybe not an overreaction um, take on on the entire game but. Um, the first thing that, um, cause anybody that, you know, is listening to us is, is going to want to know like how it is that we're responding to the debacle and what it means moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, I, you know, people are going to, you know, make note of just how ludicrous it is that you can be a quarterback and throw for. 570 yards and nine touchdowns nine and touch. lose. Right. And, and I mean, p- and people get stuck on just, I mean, just the, just how ludicrous that is. Against um, air. And, and you <laughs> go know, play seven on seven and try to and do that. To, exactly. And then, never to draw, do it. and then to draw back, you know, the other equally is amazing, you know, statistic of, you know, Connor Halliday throwing for 734 yards and, losing a game, you know, in which we scored 59 points and, you know, shanked a 17 yard field goal, you know, at, at, at the oh. very end. Well, um, it just stayed right and never, it just was such yeah. a bad miss. Oh, yeah. sorry. It's all, it's all good. But you know, the, the thing is, is that it's really important amidst what happened last night. And then also I think moving forward, um, to realize, and it's, it's going to be maddening, um, but to realize about how incredible the offense is, notwithstanding, you know, the six turnovers, um, some, some, some of which were, were, 
were more forced than others. Yeah. Um, and one um, that's controversial, but yeah. I, well, two that's controversial. One that I think one was actually one specifically, which, which, which was the, the Roderick Fisher. I still don't get it. Fumble. Yeah. That was not, not a fumble. The, 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 the Winston one was a fumble. Yes, it was. Um, I agree. And you can argue about, well, the refs weren't consistent. It was a fumble. I mean, let's go with that. Um, is that they're they're spectacular and Anthony Gordon um, is dropping dimes all over the yard can make every Maybe. single throw. Um, he and are unfortunately increasingly uh, thinning um, wide receiver group. Um, plus, you know, we were talking earlier this morning about the mighty max as being, you know, one of the guys one of the first guys that we've had boy in a really long time, I'm struggling to think about who the other one is who literally can take the ball to the house on any given play. Even a, a, a dump off in the flat on third and 10, he can take, you it. know, take yeah. it. Um, yards. And um, they're, they're spectacular. And so you know, moving forward, there's going to be, you know, a lot of opportunity to be able, I think, to feel bad about a lot of things. Um, you know, it's been great to have been a national program, um, but, um, but it's not necessarily something that's going to, that's going to ever last for us. It might, but, but, but it might not if history is, uh, if, you know, if the past is, is prologue. Um, this is a special group that has the potential, um, just like the 2014 group. You know, Connor Halliday was well on his way to having a, an historic season if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, this this group is, is going to continue to be able to put up numbers and do things that they're going to make it look so easy um, that it's going to make it very easy for us to be able to forget about how damn hard it is to do what it is that they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it, and it is it is as spectacular of an offense that as Mike Leach has ever put together. And I think one might be able to argue that it might even should be considered among the best because of the fact that it's being, that, that, that it's doing the things that it, that it's doing right now, in spite of the fact that we're 20 years after the advent of the air raid and people are know how to scheme against it. Yeah. Um, they're spectacular. Um, and so that's number one is that, you know, as I look forward to what it is that last night means, the one thing that I'm saying to myself is, well, we've got an offense that, you know, outside of, you know, that one game at the end of uh, November, that's never any fun. Mm-hmm. We have an offense that is going to enable us to win any game that we're going to play from, from here on out. And, um, and even if we don't win those games, the chances are pretty great that they're going to be super duper exciting. And in a, in a sport where it is so easy to suck and the difference between, you know, seven and five and eight and four and three and nine is really, really thin. It's really thin. And most years it is. Yeah. You might and have three or four games that swings your entire season. Yeah. Based on a few plays per game. Yeah. And, um, and so, so I, I, I think that there's a lot to be, to be really, really, really excited about and to, um, and to focus on the positive 
and and try as much as possible to be able to uh to stay there the uh the flip side of it which is you know part of the the lead up that we both just talked about is um is that the thing that was apparent to me even in the first half um last night although you know i still you know was was prone to be able to think about you know, maybe our offense is just so good. And, you know, we seem, for whatever reason, the air raid has always seemed to work pretty well against Utah. That my thought at halftime, you know, that my, my thought at halftime was, well, maybe, you know, we'll be able to to score enough points to be able to, uh, to be able to eke one out in a close one or whatever. But to me, what I saw last night, which is what it is that, that I, you know, had seen, in brutal flashes and didn't really want to deal with it that I really saw, you know, watching these other teams play um, is that the loss of Joe Salvea um, has finally caught up to us. And, um, and it took a long, go go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say in what, in in, what specifically, compared to Phelps, like, why is that the loss that we haven't overcome when we've got a really reportedly a really good defensive line coach? Yeah. Well, you know, when we, when, um, when, when Leach took over, I mean, we know that, you know, we were a dumpster fire of a program culturally. Um, we didn't even have an offensive line. Um, of guy, I mean, it was six that, scholarship that first year was, wasn't was, it? Was, it was, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's terrible, terrible. Yeah. Um, but we did have Tony Pollet. Um, we did have a young, uh, uh, Daryl Paolo who obviously got bigger with a, with, with, a with the Scalzo. Um, we had Xavier Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were three pretty big defensive tackles yeah 300 um, plus to be able to start off with the building blocks and then through um you know coach joe we brought in um i don't remember his first name but his last name was you know wanta who was a a really junior junior well, yeah wanta yeah. um who was a you know fantastic and about a 300 pound um mm-hmm. defensive tackle and uh we brought in destiny uh, yep. Bayo, who uh, who started right away, uh, Robert Barber, who came in in the exact same class, and then he redshirted. Um, and then a couple of years after that, you know, we brought in Hercules Mata'afa, and we and there was a Shalom Luani thing, and then there was a young man named Logan Tago. And um, and. All of those folks, you know, even in 2014, when we were, um, when we were, when we were down, um, you know, those guys were still on the defensive line. And if folks remember, you know, when we um, woulda, coulda, shoulda against an Oregon team that, uh, that wound up playing for the national championship that year with somebody named Marcus Mariota, um, that, uh, that defensive line um, that was assembled um, uh, held their own and then some against, against, against what was a, you know, national championship or national runner up cat- I mean, caliber of, uh, of offense. Um, didn't they sack Mariota like eight times in that game? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. crazy. They were getting, 
in his face. And it, you're right. He was, I mean, that was that seven point loss at home. Uh, the non, the phantom non pass interference call with, where somebody was, I think it was Isaiah Myers was tackled 10 yards before the ball. We even got there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's all good. Great point. And, uh, you know, and then, um, and then you look at, you know, then the next year in 2015 and, you know, Grinch's, you know, Grinch's first year and, and, you know, everything was, everybody was slow to kind of pick up to the scheme and whatever else, but you go and you look at what that defensive line, you know, looked like in 2015 with Hercules, you know, rotating in as a spot guy and the size that we had across that, that interior, um was super impressive and then you had you know rush guys you know like like Cache and and, and Ivan McLennan yeah. um you know who are six four guys that were that were bulkier a lot bulkier than the guys that we currently have out there now they were bigger yeah um and they then were. and then and then you know the the size that we had and the speed that we had at safety you know plus um you know Adding on to that, obviously these incredible players like Hunter Dale and um, and Peyton Pelour. Um you had a, a personnel-wise, um, we had a bunch of anywhere between lower draft pick kind of you know pro prospects of guys that um, Frankie Louvu um, yeah. was also didn't didn't add him in, into that. Who's obviously you know doing really well with really the Jets. Well. Yeah. I mean, you look at, look at the profile of all those, of all those guys, most of whom have spent time at the very least in NFL camps, maybe a couple of them up in Canada. And then at worst, you have these guys like Peyton Pelour and, uh, and Hunter, Hunter Dale, who are, you know, were elite level college football players. I mean, Excellent. even if, even, even if they, you know, don't have pro careers, um, those guys, and there's a reason why it is that, 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 that Peyton Pelour had an opportunity to be able to go play at Alabama last year. Yeah. Um, that was on the table. He could have done it as a grad transfer. Yep. Um, and, um, and he would have played there too. Yes, he would have found a way on the field. Yeah. You know, he would have, he, he yeah. would have, he would have been right there in the center of the action, um, without, without question. Um, and so, so the bottom line is, is that, uh, you know, not only in terms of, you know, talent across the defensive line, um, but, but elsewhere on the field in terms of edge stuff, in terms of outside linebackers, in terms of safeties and, and, and whatever else. Um, we've, you know, we've just gotten the point and, and all off season, we raved about, you know, how great our defensive line was going to be. And the reason why it is that we raved about it is because the fact that there's a 300 pound McNugget that was going to be coming in, that was going to be playing nose tackle. And we were talking about, um, you know, the, the physical presence and emergence of Dallas Hobbs and fantastic Crowder is, you know, 285 and uh, uh, Echevarria is 295. It was a nice surprise last year. Yeah. Um, and in moments. so the, the overall projection was going to be that, you know, that we were going to have these guys that were going to be, you know, maybe 10 pounds under 300, you know, which would make us a, a lot more kind of quick twitchy and still disruptive, but finally yeah. able to be in the interior 
and then bringing those additional guys as 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 uh, as, as edge rushers um, and speed on the outside, kind of you know maybe in the spirit a little bit of, of kind of some of those Doba defenses um, where we're big in the center and, and Didi Ashilanu and whatever else on the outside. Isaac Brown, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of you know there were some comparisons that, that that were out there about like well it's it's you know it's going to look a lot like 2003 um, right and um and the end result of it is is that is that those guys aren't playing for whatever reason they don't play um we're Very little. Yeah. we're incredibly small um across the defensive line ridiculously small on the interior um, if guys aren't wrapping up in the backfield, um, they're, you know, they're being let through. So they're over pursuing or they're getting manhandled up front. We talked about it before. We we've lost these incredible players uh, that have played a tremendous amount of football. They're all gone. Jalen Thompson is gone. There's no run support whatsoever. Um, that's uh, that's coming out of the safety position. Um, we're, we're we're undermanned um and just talent wise we're undermanned um and so um so my you know my view which is the i mean it certainly can be pessimistic i think that it's more just kind of realistic is that um you know, all the questions that all of us had across, you know, the last couple of years is, you know, where, where are the defensive tackles? You know, where's the defensive, how are we recruiting that defensive line? And um, how are we recruiting, how are we recruiting in the secondary? Um, the bottom line is, is that we haven't. And the defensive line in particular. In, in particular. Um, and, and, or, you know, and, and so, so we're left in a, in a really tough position where, um where I work talent wise, um, we're just, we're, we're just not able to, uh, we're not able to, um, to fill that gap. And, um, and the result is, is that, you know, you can, um, you can be as schemed up and as coached up as, as you can possibly be. And, and, and I think that you, or that we can see that in terms of the, the adjustments that we tend to make, um, we're we don't have the players well i wonder though in, in that um i mean that's a lot you've said a lot <laughs> yeah. um to go back to joe though and i i this is written about almost on an annual basis and it has been like the last four or five years in the off season there's just there's a there's a lack of quality defensive linemen on the west coast that are available anyway absolutely and there it's always there's always a contrast to like what's going on in the sec. And, you know, I remember hearing what last year when Washington went out and play Auburn, people were saying Auburn may have nine or 10 defensive linemen that could not only start in the pac 12, but may even play in the NFL. I mean, that's how many, that's the kind of depth that they were, they were rolling out. Um, so when you had this window with Salvea and, not necessarily the Polynesian pipeline exactly, but you definitely had a relationship built there, a relationship of trust with those families. And he was recruiting the islands and he was getting guys to buy in to come to Pullman. 
And the last two years alone, or even the last, well, yeah, I guess it's been the last two years that just, it's, it's just not, not happening with, with, um, with any regularity or, or there's no, it's, it, we've definitely, we've lost, we've lost a little edge that we may have had on some teams out West on getting some of those guys to come to Pullman. And in particular, because of him and his ability to oversee everything. And there was of course the controversy and um, remember his wife saying that she doesn't feel safe in Pullman anymore or something. Remember, you remember that when the barber controversy was going on? Yeah. I mean, that, that was her, that was her, you know, checkout moment because that was the how, end. Yeah. How, how violated she felt by how it is that the police had, had, uh, had, uh, had, had treated those, uh, those, those kids. Um, when she had yeah. that quote, I about fell out of my chair when I read that, because that was like yeah. right in the middle of the season or early in the season too. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's it, was, leaving. It, was, it, it was, it was mid season around, you know, when it was, cause then they wound up reinstating everybody right at the apple cup. But that was like, it was right around November that they had the big, um, the big hearing and, yeah, but um, it, uh, anyway, it's not that we drove him out of town or whatever, um, but there was some weird stuff going on there that led to him moving on, and he always said he wanted to be a defensive coordinator, and at the time, Alex Grinch was firmly entrenched and not going anywhere at the time, anyway, that, that, that there wasn't this gaping opening above him to be to slide in as the new D.C., and he made what he didn't he double his salary to go to Eugene anyway. I mean, there was a lot yeah. of there was a lot of reasons it was probably time for him to move on anyway. But yeah, so it's not like we could have thrown you know we could have thrown a bunch of money at him to say oh you should stay here. There was a lot of extenuating circumstances going on when he left. So it's, this may be the you know the chickens have come home to roost moment of missing wildly in the last couple of years of of getting reinforcements for the, the defensive line prospects. And even yeah. last year is, is, you know, as lovable as Taylor comfort was and, you know, all 280 pounds of him and, and Huddy joking, he looks like an extra from a, from a football movie. Um, he, um, he held his own anyway. You know, he was that higher effort. He, he, he was like a patch on a wall that might be ready to collapse. Like he, he held it in place it didn't collapse, but there was there was some real concern behind the scenes, reinforcement wise, about what was actually lurking behind. So, um, and I, you know, I, uh, we've been saying all along about the cost of losing a Peyton Pleur, uh, the a sixth year veteran in the middle of that defense, you know, the quarterback of the defense essentially, and getting that extra year was such a wonderful bonus for everybody. Um, but the the steadiness of Hunter Dale, the, the the tackling out of that position in the secondary, and the the playmaking of, of Jalen, um, saving our bacon in a lot of games last year, made a hu- couple of huge plays against Oregon last year. Well, Oregon not, was not, storming and, back, yeah, and and not only in the passing game, but I mean you know, the 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 thing is, is that you know you have these workmen like guys in Comfort and uh, and Nick Bag, you know, who are the two. Yeah. Bang, I forgot, totally forgot about bang. Yeah. yeah, you know, just, you know, tough as nails, lunch pail guys that, you know, are, were able to, for the most part, I mean, there, there were exceptions like C. Iowa State where, you know, they, they weren't getting blown off the ball, but they, they'd hold their own. And then, yeah. you know, you'd have, 
you know, Jihad and Peyton and then, and then Thompson, you know, coming up and providing all of that run support. Um, and, 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 and we had not only a second level of our defense, but we had a third level of our defense in the run game. Um, and, uh, and that also mattered in terms of pass rush too. I mean, they, they, they did occupy guys and then enabled, enabled um, those other guys to be able to shoot gaps even without and, Hercules last year, they led the conference in sacks. Or, yeah. at, or I think at the very end, we might have been second in sacks. But, yeah, they still got home. And, uh, and, and then, you know, the, the, the play of Hunter Dale, not only in terms of, you know, how he played in coverage, but his ability to make tackles on the edge uh, is yeah. just spectacular. Um, and, yeah, all those things are, all those things are, are gone. Well, there's also, you know, and there may be a real leadership vacuum right there in the defense with those three guys gone. And you have a Jihad Woods who's playing his ass off. He really is. He's, he's, he had another double digit tackle game and he's, it's not like he's not trying. It's not for a lack of effort, but there's kind of this bridge moment. It seems like with leadership. And I remember when Jalen was ruled ineligible and I remember reading some quotes, I think it was June or July, right before camp, and some of the guys talking about what a loss he is going to be off the field. Not so much, you know, the, the great playmaking, you know, he was looking like he was going to be, he was on some All-American list coming into this year. I mean, he was going to supposed to have a special year. But there were players quoted as saying that, I mean, the things that he did in the locker room, the things he did off the field away, preparing himself, all the all these great leadership type things was just suddenly taken away. And you've got a brand new secondary, except for one guy. You still got guys back there who are new that um, are trying to figure it out on the fly. And um, well, yeah, I mean, let me, let me just just jump uh, jump, you know, right from that, because, yeah, um, um, you know, the. The, the great example of the, of the leadership aspect is that, you know, they asked, they asked Tracy Clays about the thing that was the most remarkable thing about Jalen. And his response was that he had never seen anybody practice harder in his life. Right. Um, so, I remember that. Yeah. So it was around, the, around that supplemental draft, right? Was um, asked yeah. yeah. Um, or was, yeah, yeah. Early in camp or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember when it, when it was, but, but that, that quote was, um, was powerful because you know it's not only that's not only like raw raw leadership i mean that's that's that that's how it is that you follow build, me you yep. know culture and a toughness when it is that you have somebody that just never ever takes it takes it down off um but the other thing that, that i want to highlight just off of um off of tracy clay's is that you know there was that very very ominous um, Tracy Clay's interview about a week or two before it is that the season started. Yeah. In which in no uncertain terms, um, he not, I mean, he expressed concern in saying that he thought that the defense was, was behind where it is that they needed to be. Uh, but if you go back and, and there was a lot of questions and, you know, about whether or not that was just, you know, coach speak mm-hmm. that he was trying to be able to light a fire under his guys. Still a couple of weeks before the season. Yeah. Try to do yeah. whatever else. And I the think dog days that, of camp. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that what it is that um, what it is that he was saying very clearly is we're just not very good. 
Um, and that was a warning thing. I think that, 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 you know, Leach even last night, you know, was, 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 I think he was obviously super upset. Um, I think in the, in, in the main, he was still very positive about the team's potential to, to be great if they can improve and do some of the, the little things, hashtag, uh, tackling, um, well, Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think that it, that you can question about whether or not Leach's view is biased uh, about the team is, is biased because of, of how darn good the offense is. And, um, and I know that there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to feel like um, a lot of the problems that we saw has to do with, has to do with scheme and what it is that, that <clears throat> coaches are, working on or not working on or whatever. And, and I certainly have questions about scheme because there's certain aspects of how it is that we line up that just seems so funky given and personnel who's out yeah, there and who isn't, it, yeah. and who isn't. Um, but I, I would just say that, you know, again, starting from, from Friday night, working in through, through Saturday, um, that, that I just think that personnel wise, we're just not there. And, um, and that's, that's difficult because, you know, when you look at how it is that Oregon's recruiting, when you look at how it is that Washington's recruiting, mm-hmm. when you see about what it is that Utah looks like, when you see how it is that USC continues to look, even as they seem like they're, they're young. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're very, you young. can see that from my view that, you know, we've had an incredible run. I think we're going to continue to be a winning program. Um, at least I hope so. Um, but I think, that, you know, the window for, for being a contending team, I, I think is closed. Um, and will it open again? Maybe, but I, I, I think that it's closed. I think personnel wise, um, we're just not there. And, um, and it's going to be really easy as a fan base to be able to, talk about how it is that we're, you know, that our coaches aren't any good and the kids aren't being coached up when in actuality, I think that the recruiting numbers really do speak for themselves. Um, and three, that, four star recruits on the roster. It's like tied for worst of the conference, I believe. Um, and that, you know, we've been, we've been doing it, you know, a, a beyond a level job of um, scout development, player development, yeah great player evaluation, um, recruiting kids, you know, I mean, coaching kids up. So they're playing above their, above their heads. Um, but I think that, I think they're continuing to be able to do that. I just, I, I just think that at a certain point in time, you know, there's a reason why nobody else who's a top 25 program looks anything like we do across the defensive line. There's a reason why it is that top 25 programs across the board look nothing like we do in terms of our front seven overall. Um, they don't look that way because, because it doesn't win. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to be, you have to have size. Um, and you gotta be strong up the middle and, um, and, yeah. and, 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 and who's, who's, who's going to do that? Um, I mean, I think that, you know, we can, and we started to talk about this, I think a little bit in week two about, you know, was it a good idea going into the Houston game to try to be able to say, well, maybe there's some guys that, 
that maybe not be maybe they're not as game ready as the others, but they you can tell that athletically and physically or whatever else that they look the part that they look mm-hmm. like they're they're high level Pac twelve potentially caliber caliber players like if not now down the line, hello Travian Brown, um, you know he's got to be on the field now. There's just no know, way around yeah. it anymore. Yeah, um, they got to find a way. But you know, even so, you know, I mean, that's, that's still going to put you in, in development and kind of in some ways rebuilding mode. And so the end, the end result is, is that, is that it's going to be shootout central. And, you know, if we're, if we're going to be in games, we're going to win games, we're going to see 49 to 45, 55 to 52 games the rest of the way. And if our offense is, is not able to keep it rolling or we, continue to have attrition at the receiver spot and start to get dinged up and thin, um, then, you know, we may get boat raced. Um, and it's, so it's, it's just, you know, it's, I think we're just in a very different, you know, forget about the one game thing. I mean, the crazy stuff happens all the time. Um, it feels like yeah. it happens to us disproportionately, but crazy stuff like that happens all the time. Um, I think the big thing is, is just, you know, in terms of where we are as a program, I think that, the first four games of the year, which is now squarely one third of the season has told us who we are. And um, on one side of the ball, that story is really, really grim. And on the other side, that story is amazing. Right. And so it just depends on how it is that we as a fan base want to treat that fact um, and like you talked about um, when we were talking earlier, how, how does the locker room treat that? Well, that's my – that's a really big concern I have right now about, you know, the off the field, what happens now? Um, because those three, na- those three same names we keep coming up with on the defensive side that are no longer there, how do they handle the locker room? after a collapse like this, how does, um, who, who is it, is it time for Jihad Woods to, to really, you know, grab the bull by the balls and say, follow me, you know, this is, this is the way out of this. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about that because we had some incredible leadership last year and, you know, we were talking last year, 11 and two fantastic year and Minshew mania, the whole thing, but there were, there were like a handful of games that, could have gone the other way. Um, you remember the Oregon game, um, Oregon stormed back. It was 27, 20 and the defense made plays. I mean, we finally, we only scored seven points in the second half of that game. After, that, after being, after being down 27 to nothing in case anybody needs to be reminded about yeah. that, that was, that was almost a 27 point um, lead on college game day that we, that we almost blew, but there were huge stops made on, oh, at, and- at the end of that game. Not only stops, but I mean, think about think about Travell Harris's uh, ability to be able to strip the ball sure. away on that jump ball, the, a near on pick a ball, <laughs> on a ball that was picked. That somehow he figured out about how to strong arm. Yeah, you know, it was a 75-25 ball. <laughs> he did you know, get he came then, down with it. Yeah, and then where you know Dez, you know, comes. I mean, Dez's catch on on that touchdown, which is spectacular. I mean, they to their credit, I mean they they figured a way to be able to you know, gut all those games out. They, you know, they fit, you know, Gardner threaded the needle to, to Calvin against Stanford to be able to make that play, which led to the game winning field goal. 
Um, I mean, you know, just like Luke Falk figured out, you know, when he had all of those, you know, kind of last minute heroics seemingly during that entire, uh, that entire 2005 season. I mean, those teams earned their stripes in, in gaining those victories, but it, it, but it is the point stands that, that even when we've been really good, a lot of these games have been really, really close and really contested. And it shows just how, you know, what a fine line it is between 11 and two and eight and five. And oftentimes about what a fine line it is between, you know, being seven and five and being three and nine. Um, right. And, and, and so, um, and so, well, you know, go ahead. No, I was finish your, finish your thoughts. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, my point is, 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 is that, is that, you know, things are, things are obviously still really fluid, but, but, you know, I think that, that, you know, obviously as we look forward to what our prospects are, I mean, I think that the, the goal now is to obviously make sure that we can be bowl eligible. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose that it's still, you know, possible that we could wind up having, you know, a, a great nine and three type year, but, um, but it's also possible that um, that we could, you know, not not make a bowl. So I think that you know, it's it's uh, um, we're just gonna have to see how it goes. And and like and my my personal take on it is is like how how many times in our in our sports lives are we gonna have the opportunity to be able to see an offense that looks like this? And my response is, I just don't think that many. I think this is like. I know that Leach kind of tends to do this, but I, I personally um, think that this is, you know, potentially the best offense in school history. And, um, and it would be a real shame if we didn't enjoy that while we had it. Well, I mean, we're now four games in and we're, and we're still after the fact saying we've never seen anything like this. I mean, Gordon's rewriting, you know, best four game start ever. I mean, it's just, it's, it's week after week now. Um, to your point, though, on the close games from last year, I mean, if we remember the Stanford game. We had to come back from multiple scores down in that one. But the defense got stops in that one in the second half, especially the end of the game. They, they held uh, the Cal game. Remember the Cal game? It was a tie game. We missed a chip shot field goal. Cal had the ball in a tie game and the defense held and we ended up coming back down and scoring and, and held them again to win the game. I mean, there were big plays made last year to get that 11 and two. By the defense, the, the Utah game. Remember, Utah had scored, and there was a penalty. Do you remember that at the end of the Utah game last year? Yeah, it was a hold. It was a block in the back. Yeah, hold or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, people screamed, "Oh, that's a phantom!" Whatever, blah blah blah. But I mean, which which it wasn't. But but anyway, no. Yeah. Utah scored three points in that whole second half and didn't score in the fourth quarter. The defense got stops, stopped them on downs, took the ball away, forced punts. I mean you know, big time, big time leaders in big time situations making plays, you know, and I, you can go back and watch the Oregon game last year and big play after big play. All I saw was Peyton Puller and Jalen Thompson and Hunter Dale just swarming around the ball. And it's like, and and here's the biggest thing for me. And I, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Can you teach tackling during the season? Is, Is this something that can be fixed? I was wrong about one big thing. And I, I, didn't think personnel wise was the problem. I thought we had the athletes. I thought we have the talent and the speed and yeah, we're a little light in the shorts, but at the same time, I thought we had the guys and they just needed a little time to figure it out and get coached up a little bit. And, um, 
were now, you know, greatly exposed after last night against a team that hadn't won a game and hadn't scored more than 14 points in any one game. And then, you know, the, everyone's walking around today saying, well, the combined opponents we played are, are combined two and 12. And that includes the UCLA win last night. And I think you can, you could arguably say that of the five worst teams on our schedule, we've now played four of them. And that yep. the Oregon state might be the only last bad, not, not good. Well, I don't even say bad, but not good team that's left on the schedule that we'll be favored against right now. Yep. I mean, when you look at, look at Vegas and look at, look ahead, what are the games we're going to be favored again? We'll probably be favored against Stanford. And I agree. And we might be favored against Colorado, although Colorado went on the road and beat a ranked ASU yesterday. Yeah, I, I think put up a lot of points doing it, too. Yeah, I, I think I think that there are that, that as of right now, there are three games on the board that we would be favored and it would be Colorado, Stanford, and Oregon State. And if you take care of business in all three games, you'll go six to a bowl six. Game. Yeah. And that's not even counting all the, 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 the road games that are left, which are really daunting. Uh, maybe ASU is the one that we might be able to, you know, I don't, I mean, crazy things are going to happen between now and then, of course. I mean, we, we can sit here today and it's, it's, it's a wild swing of emotion at the college level. These are not professionals and things are going to change. People are going to get hurt. People are going to improve. Uh, some people may quit and want to go in the transfer portal if things don't go their way. I mean, that's the new world we live in. Um, so just crazy shit happens and we're a long way away from anything. Hell, Matt Fink from USC was transferring three weeks ago and Friday night he throws for 350 against Utah or whatever he threw for. It was yeah, insane. And now he's just turning cornerback. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that there is that there's still – the opportunity for the season to be considered to be a really good one. I, I think that, that it's a matter of, of a big reset for, you know, for all of us as a fan base, because we've had this amazing run in which it is that we've been playing for the North um, in November um, every year for the past. I don't know if it's been four or five years. Um, and, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the season uh, I know I did. I said, you know, I'm struggling to to not be the guy that somehow, you know, feels that eight and four is a is a failure because it's not, you know, all the way through um, all the way through the the Doby years and the Wolf years. It was, you know, the 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 goal was to be a lot like those 2000 Oregon State teams, where it's just like every year you're eight and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, sometimes that, you know, is, is going to be, you know, a crappy bowl, uh, you know, Las Vegas bowl some days it's, you know, or sun bowl, it's going to be some days, maybe one year it'll be a holiday bowl or an Alamo bowl, but it's like, you just, you just kind of stay, you just win consistently, just stay on the national eye, stay on the national eye or flirt with the rankings. Yep. Um, and, um, and I think that, that what we just saw. Um, yesterday, which is a reflection of everything that we've seen in the in the in the games that, that preceded it for this group, is that um, is that seven eight wins um, is probably you know the best that this team is is capable of, and that with the right frame of mind, that can be a really great and really fun season um, because of the, of how great this offense is. Um, right, but I just think that the, you know the other the other windows are, are have been have have, have are, are I think are 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 closing in, 
and and or have been shut and um and that part that part's going to be that part's going to be hard do you buy into any of the thinking of hey when it was a game and the the foot was on the gas it was 49-17 and did they do the natural human thing of okay this one's done let's back off let's just let's just get out of here with the win and you know who cares let them get garbage yards maybe they'll score a few but do you think that was just far too much of a younger, uh, a younger defense kind of letting down its guard and offense getting a little sloppy with ball security and and that 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 crazy thing called momentum that a lot of people don't believe in, but that sometimes it just overwhelms you at times in life. I I, I think that you know. Or do you the, think there's more to it? No, I I think I think that 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 game was the example of games that happen you know all the time. Um, Pat with UCLA, Texas A&M a few years ago. Well, I mean, yeah, you, one of the you, best you, comebacks you, ever for UCLA. You know, you, you, the, you, you get into those 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 big deficits, and in order for teams to be able to come back, they um, they have to have tremendous resilience and heart and, and grit, which UCLA clearly displayed yesterday. I mean, you were yeah. talking about this earlier. Like, imagine if if we were the on the other side of that, you know, we were the ones making the comeback. Um, and you kind of saw it like in some ways, you know, in the Boise state game a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, That's the narrative out of Boise state, they blew it. Yeah. And, um, so, so, and, and, and how did they blow it? Well, you know, the, the pick six turnover, um, you know, the, the, Dayton Pulers, the right. Yeah. You know, the fumble pot. It's like, you know, you have to have those, those debacles have to happen and you, and then the flip side is the other team has to, be amazing in, in capitalizing on them. And if any of those things didn't happen, you wind up having a different outcome. And just and, like yesterday, we can play the what if and say if one fumble is overruled right. by the booth or even the last one or Aesop doesn't reach and try to, you know, if, if he just goes to the turf and the clock, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, one thing happens. One, one thing, special teams t- touchdown doesn't happen. And then you win, and it's like, you know, you, you, we're, you, whoo, you, we're you survive, survive in advance, whatever, yep. let me see another day. Totally um, changes the narrative. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but the flip side is, is that, you know, the other, the other things continue to, to, to remain in place. And, yep. and I just, I, I have, I find it um, difficult, if not, you know, completely impossible to believe that somehow um, we're going to somehow come up with some sort of magical answers through scheme to be able to make up for what it is that I just think are our kids that just are not, they're just not big enough um, and experienced enough to be able to, um, to be able to do what it is that they need to do to be able to be, you know, to be elite and, and to, or, or to even be good because, you know, again, it's just so, it's so hard to be good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you know, we're going to, we're going to find out, right. I mean, they, they, they don't have time to, to lick their wounds. They're playing against, uh, against an opponent that's, you know, that's really, really good in Utah on the road. So and really gonna, angry. Um, and, and I, and I, and theoretically, I imagine that, uh, that this team is going to be, is that our team is going to be super angry and certainly um, they're, uh, they're not going to be at a loss for confidence about what it is that they can do offensively. Um, so, so we'll see how it is that they, um, that they respond. And, you know, after Utah, um, you get a bye week to be able to regroup. So, you know, if we're yep. four and, you know, if we come out of, 
you know, we started the year, you come out of Utah and you're four and one. Well, what would everybody's, you know, reaction been to that? Fuck yeah. They'd be like, they'd be like <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. you know, we probably would have thought that we would have, that the one would have been to Utah, but like yep. everybody would say, well, that's great. We're, fine. We're, we're, we're totally fine. You know, so, so let's see what, what happens this week. And, um, and if things don't go well, then obviously I think that the, 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 the game of the, of, of the season for us will be Arizona state after the bye week. Um, yeah. but, um, but we're just going to have to see about, uh, about how, the, how they respond. Um, I just hope that, you know, that we don't allow the struggles that I feared that we're going to continue to see on defense, again, get yeah. in the way of, of just how special um, Anthony Gordon is and how special the offense is and, um, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe the best thing in the world is just to get out on the road and, and, you know, the leech and, and the mindfulness approach that he tries to play the next play and the whole thing of, you know, flush it, it's gone. There's nothing you can do about what happened. And I, you know, I'm a big believer in pain causing change in, in all walks of life. And this is, you know, about as rock bottom as it's going to get for the defense. I, I, I hope, uh, unless we're, we're morphing into like what the big 12 was a couple of years ago, where like every time you looked up, it was 60 to 57, no matter who was playing every time you looked up, people were just crazy points and no defense to go with it. There are Oklahoma state or, you know, and all these, these schools that could score on anybody, but couldn't stop anyone either. Maybe we're, maybe we're morphing into that because we've lost the, the defensive line talent. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out, but maybe the best remedy is just to get on the road, no expectation and go just play your ass off and see what happens. So, all right. Well, where we go from here is a podcast. Um, you're going to be off the grid for a little bit, right? Yes, sir. I am. Uh, I have the, the great um, opportunity of uh, being able to uh, jump the pond and uh, spend this uh, upcoming week in, uh, in Germany um, where I will be until, uh, until late on, uh, on Sunday. So I'm going to try to figure out about how to rig up a VPN to be able to, uh, to watch our game, which I think we'll be playing at about either five or six o'clock in the morning um, in Germany on the, on the day that I depart. So I think I may be able to squeeze that in if I can figure out how to, how to do all that other stuff. But yeah, so I'll be, I'll be off the, off the grid all week. And, um, and, uh, and we, we both have, you know, a ton of stuff going on, uh, professionally and personally. So it'll be yeah. a good, so we got a lot of stuff going on. It'd be a good little hiatus right now to, to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, we'll touch base when you get back and, um, we'll, we'll come back with, I'm sure something to say about something. <laughs> well, I don't know what that will be. We'll figure it After, out. So uh, any, yeah. any, uh, any predictions of then for, uh, for what, what you think is going to happen uh, this Saturday on an overreaction Sunday? I'm wrong. So often on this stuff, I, I have no idea how they're going to respond. I, I want to believe that they'll, they'll bounce back. I don't feel good because the fundamental issues on defense that I just don't think we can stop even Utah. I, I think, you know, that was not a very good offense we played last night and we gave up a shit ton of yards and points. And that yeah. doesn't bode well for what's probably a better offense in Utah than what UCLA rolls out. Um, so it, it's even without Moss, if Moss is injured and not able to go for Utah and they're going to be fired up beyond belief. And it's, it's a, it's a must win for Utah. If they have any hope of, of, you know, they need to win out and get help to even win the South. Now they're going to need 
Multiple losses by USC. It's a must win. It's must win for both teams. It is. It is. And both are coming off losses and you don't know how they're going to react, but my God. Yeah. That Salt Lake's going to be jumping. They're going to be just ready to go. And, um, I, I can't, I can't possibly pick us to win that game right now. That's, that's the overreaction I feel right now. I, I can't yeah. imagine going into Salt Lake and winning this game. But I do think they're going to find a way to piece something together to play better on defense. But I, I, I think we'll probably lose a, a fairly close game, maybe by like seven or ten points. If I had to pick today, that's what I would go. Yeah, I go 45, 35. I, I think that, you know, 49, 35 – maybe a 42-35 game. And, I, I mean, I, I think that we can expect that uh, that shootout central is, um, is, is just going to be a part of what goes on because I think that – I think the offense is fantastic and they're going to continue to move the ball and they're going to continue to store, score points. And I think that we're going to continue to also give points up in spectacular fashion. But I agree. I mean, if Leach is anything, um, he's he, – uh, he, 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 he instills toughness one way or another in, in yep. his players. And, uh, and it's felt more hopeless than this before. Yeah. And they've bounced yeah. back. Yeah. Um, I remember 2017 after they got destroyed at Cal, they came back and beat Colorado. And after they got destroyed at Arizona, they came back and beat Stanford. I mean, yeah, they, they have bounced back. Even the Boise state thing, they came back and won all those games in a row in 2016 after they yeah. started Owen two, and, you know, you can go on and on and on. There's a lot of examples that they've bounced back. So, um, hell, Portland State in 2015, they went on the road at New Jersey and won in Rutgers, which was, you know, it turned out to be a great year. But um, on a last second touchdown, too. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah. Not even a minute to go down the field, yeah. 80 yards, Falk, yeah. and Finding River. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, so, anyway, um, yeah, he's got his work cut out for him, though. They they all do. It's it's all hands on deck if they want to make something big out of this year. And who knows, man? If they if they were to somehow go and find a way to win this week, oh my God, what a flip of the narrative would that be? Oh, it'd be, be bit right back, puppies and rainbows, and yeah, all that great stuff. So yeah, yeah. There's which is, which is you know because we're always we tend to be on the sunny side of life for the most part when it comes to yeah. cooking. So that's a good way to end. Just recognizing that like. That that the world changes again, and potentially for the positive. If 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 we see you know something positive, if we win the game on Saturday. So um, so go Cougs. Well, the last thing too is that the sad part about last night is it plays into that lazy, fat, ugly narrative of oh you you cooged it. You know I fucking hate that. I yeah. I've always hated that, but I can't deny that it's it's been a thing in our past and a lot of schools blow games it happens but we've we've blown now in the last what five years uh, or so six years isn't it now 2014 and now i mean just colossal but um yeah it's tough because that that just plays right back into that you know that thing that i just i despise but it, it's it's like that deep dark depths of your worst fear of of a coog fan always you know waiting for that other shoe to drop or whatever people describe that as is like is this really real you know it just it plays into that that fear sometimes that you're kind of waiting for everything else to come crashing down but i don't know i mean i i i guess i and this is the last thing i'll say on it um 
I think as a program, I thought we were past this kind of thing. I thought the, that the culture that had been established in the last several years, especially since the last time we collapsed like this against Cal, I thought that these so-called days were gone uh, under Leach and, the, and where the program is now and with the steps that have been taken over the last couple of years, especially last year. I just felt like we weren't going to see this kind of thing again. So when we do see it, it's just crushing. And it's really surprising. Well, and it's a team we were so favored against, you know, it's not right. like this was, uh, you know, Utah or USC. This is a, this was not a good team that did this no. to us. So, and, 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 you know, we'll close with, 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 uh, you know, I guess, I guess on the downer note, you know, the, the, the reason why it is that the expectation that we've had the expectation that we're past that point is because of the fact that even amidst, you know, I mean, our offense is great. And they contributed in some ways in equal parts to the debacle. Four right? fumbles and two picks, six, six put giveaways. Six, yeah. six giveaways. Right. Yeah, so, um, but the, and two special teams touchdowns and two bigger. special teams touchdowns of which yeah. it is that, that, that members of, of, you know, key members of our skills, you know, are part of, um, yep. are part of that group. So, They're out there. Yeah. Um, but the reason beyond that, why it is that you think that, that we're past that point is because teams that have certain kinds of personnel just don't allow teams to be able to come back like that. Like you right. just can't do it. And but the mentality of putting your foot on the, on the throat and making sure they don't get up off the mat, you know, there, there, and, 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 and there is that. And I mean, and, and we yeah. did relax. My point is though, is that, and, and, and those types of things happen. Yeah, and they happen all the time. It's college but, sports, yeah. <laughs> but for us, it, it's 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 also just an indication that that beyond you know getting the yips, beyond you know coming out, you know mailing in the second half and then getting flat and not being able to turn the you know turn the light back on. Um, the reason why it is that you see like the ease of you know nine and a half ten yards per play um, is is it's because of personnel. And, um, and, and we've just, we've regressed back to where it is that we were five years ago in terms of, um, in terms of our ability to be able to roll out players that are, that are ready to be able to compete at what is still a really, really high level. And that's the thing that you just can't, you know, the coaches are going to work hard. Yeah. Um, the kids are going to work hard. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think that it's, like I said, it's really easy when you see stuff like this, to like tallying it up towards, you know, coaches not doing their jobs and whatever else. And maybe that will be proven true down the line. Uh, again, I would just say that I just think that we finally are seeing the loss of key assistant coaches that were not, you know, necessarily noted for how great they were in terms of X's and O's, which they might have been, um, but guys that were instrumental recruiters. And, you know, and I think that there's, you know, questions, you know, about when you're looking at, at the folks that we have that, you know, got guys that got incredible track records as position coaches, guys that have had success as coordinators. We have two defensive coordinators on our staff currently um, shavers and clays. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, who are they bringing in? And, um, and I think that we're just, we're, we're, we're just in a lag and in a transition. 
Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it just, you know, it sucks that, that we're in a transition, you know, at a time when it is that, that we have a, a historically good offense, just like it was, you know, uh, it was horrible in 1994 when we had a national championship defense and all we needed was a mediocre offense and they were 119th in the country. It was terrible. Oh, it was terrible. You know, it was terrible. Yeah. So now that was a Rose Bowl defense. <laughs> yeah, it truly was, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, I hear you, man. The good points and good talking to you today. Um, it's not easy to uh, scrape yourself up off the mat after a night like that, but you know, glad we were able to talk through some of it anyway. Um, enjoy Germany. <laughs> not quite Oktoberfest, but you're closing in. That's you're you're cutting out right before October, so that's too bad. Well, maybe that maybe that they're like they're cool and they like they decide they're going to start it, you know, a week <laughs> a week early. A week early, why not? In September. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fall the fall officially starts like today, right? Is that the deal? The twenty third or tomorrow? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go Cougs. Go Cougs, buddy. Take care. <laughs>